There are already economists, experts, and media journalists that are coming out and suggesting that interest rates here in Australia are going to go up by two, three, even 4%, and that means the end of the housing boom. In this video, I wanna talk about not only where I think interest rates are headed this year, but also the difference between a fixed and variable interest rate, and where one can play a better advantage for your portfolio over the other. If you are interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, definitely smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you are interested in daily updates, whether you're talking about NFTs, whether you're wanting to know about crypto or the Australian property market, then definitely join the VIP group in Patreon. There's a link in the description below, building a huge community out there and uh, a huge amount of perks coming later this year. So definitely keep an eye out for that and join that community if you're interested. So number one question that I get asked in strategy sessions now is hey Ravi why would I invest in real estate when I know the interest rates are going up by 2% this year and that means the housing boom is over and we're gonna correct by 15% well I don't know <laughs> really a quick video <laughs> Nobody really knows what's gonna happen in this market. Nobody knows if the RBA is gonna change their mind tomorrow or what they're actually going to say in the media is what they actually do at their meetings. But what we can do is use some data, use some information that we have, and of course rely on my trusty old gut feel and decide whether this is a move that I wanna be making, which is do I wanna fix my rates now for the next five years because I think interest rates are going up or do I wanna keep them variable? The next part to this is what the hell is a variable and fixed rate? In simple terms, the variable rate can change. So it can fluctuate up and down, and that could be in line with what the bank decides to do, what the RBA decides to do with their cash rate, and how the economy is performing overall. So one would think that you'd wanna secure the lowest possible rate, then that would reduce your expenses for holding that property, right? So you are going, well, if I think the economy is going to go down and therefore interest rates will also go down, then it might be a better idea for me to keep it variable because I'm hedging my bets thinking that the rates will go lower and then I can capitalize by fixing it at that point. On the alternative side, if we think the market's gonna perform better than expected and we think that inflation's gonna be a problem and we see rates going up, that means I may wanna secure those fixed rates now so that over the next three, four, five years that I decide to fix it, I could have today's rates but in four years time. And that means that I can consistently know how much I'm having to output in terms of expenses. There's no surprise here. The variable stuff, you're trying to hedge your bets, whether it goes up, whether it goes down, you know, I'm willing to go with the market, but if you go with the fixed rate, you're sort of sitting there and saying, well, I know what I'm gonna be paying over the next four to five years. So what am I doing? Well, I think there's more context around this. I'm gonna share that at the end of this video. But before we jump into that, I think it's key to understand where we are at in terms of the economy and in terms of the housing market. I've said this time and time again, right? I've said that the RBA does not control housing markets. Right, let's just get that through our heads. They don't care if the markets are absolutely taking off. Yes, they're probably gonna pay attention because there's white noise around it. There's some political pressure. Yeah, they'll pay attention. But in general, they aren't really around just to go and control house prices up and down. That's a different market altogether. What they can do is control the cash rate as part of the monetary policy. Monetary policy being that they can fluctuate interest rates up and down and therefore means either reduce or increase the cost of borrowing. If that happens, then people have to outlay more money towards their home loans. If they have to do that, then that means they have less to go out to the cafes or the restaurants and therefore slows down the economy. 
That's the tightening of the monetary policy, okay? So right now in the economy, we are seeing high levels of inflation. People are worried because housing prices have gone through the roof, but again, that's not their problem. And we are in a position where we've had so much money printed in the system that we are finding things are getting more expensive, people have more money, and now we need to control things. Economic activity has recovered based on the numbers we've seen, and inflation is there, but is it going to really be transitory? Is it going to go away once supply chain issues are rectified? Nobody knows. <laughs> but the fact that we are in 2022 having discussions around this and the fact that you're here just warrants you to smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and really think about what this could mean for the future couple of years. If we believe that interest rates going up simply means that cost of borrowing goes up, therefore property prices need to come down, we need to break away from that because now we're not working within the normal parameters of an economy. There's a lot of shit that's happened over the last couple of years that's not normal. So do I think that the cash rate's gonna go up this year? Yeah, I do. I think they're gonna be a slight increase, maybe one, possibly two rate hikes this year, but I think that's gonna come in minimum Q3 or Q4 of 2022. The way that I see it is the RBA and the Australian government, they're basically in a very difficult position where if they increase the rates, and we suddenly see that the economy is not performing as well and that this was all artificial, then we can come crashing back down to a double dip recession. We technically recorded a recession in 2020. And if we find ourselves in a position like that again, it's not gonna do really well for the government, especially if they've got an election coming this year. So what would they do? Well, they can go down the path of saying, well, let's kick the can down the road. Let's try and figure this out later. And once we get reelected, we can do whatever we like. Right, because politicians love promises and not following through on them. But inflation, I think, is going to be here and it is a lot higher than we actually think. A good indication of what the markets could do in reaction to this is what we've seen the Fed do. They came out last week and they came out and said, well, we may increase rates. Then they came out to their meeting and said, well, look, we'll increase rates. Not just right now, we might do it in March, probably. But the fear of knowing that they could had sent the markets plummeting. We've seen some company share prices drop by 20 to 30% over the period of a couple of weeks. That technically is a bear market in the share market. When it comes to crypto, well, most cryptos have come down by 40 to 50% already in this year. So if you really wanna think about what effect this could have when there's an actually a rate cut, it can be quite detrimental. And this is why they need to really carefully move through this. As I've said, when you come down, you come down sliding. But when you have to go back up, you have to climb the stairs. So it needs to take time. And so what I think is gonna happen is they're going to increase rates, but they wanna go approach it, wait and see. See how the market's reacting, see if the economy doesn't go to trash, and then they could possibly increase it again. But I think the whole game's changed. Modern monetary theory, I think the amount they've printed, the way that they've gone about this has changed the entire system forever. I don't see us going to a four, five, 6% interest rate anymore. I think we're gonna have to travel in and around this sort of new norm, and we could see negative interest rates sooner than most people think. Yes, there's a concern around inflation, potentially stagflation, which is I think a bigger concern. And then there's the issue of hyperinflation. For someone that's carrying quite a bit of debt like myself, I'm taking on more debt this year, which is fantastic. I mean, I'm not sure why I wouldn't. And so for me, it's very important that I start managing my risk appropriately. You might be in the same position where you do have levels of debt that you know makes someone uncomfortable, then you would wanna know that if I can at least ensure some of my expenses are fixed for the next couple of years, allows you to budget and know what your cash flow looks like over the longer term. So later this year, I will most likely be fixing some, if not all of my loans, if I can manage to get a good interest rate. When I say good interest rate, if I can manage to get an interest rate less than 3%, interest only across all of my loans 
five years, I'm probably signing up. So if you're a broker and you're watching this, definitely message me. There's an email in the description below, shoot me a message and I think we can talk. <laughs> When we see the relationship between property prices and what the RBA is going to do with interest rates, we could see some short-term volatility, but I think the long game here is fairly simple. A supply of how many properties are available to the demand of people wanting to live in those areas. And when you actually think about it, our population growing, migration coming through, it's a fantastic time to get involved with property. And I'm not just saying that because, hey, I'm some sort of buyer's agent. And definitely can't give you financial advice. So there's my disclaimer, I can't give you financial advice, but it's more so around simple economics. If you can focus on good areas that have that high demand and are attracting people to wanna live there as well as rent there, I think that's when you're on a winner. Not all areas will perform the same. It's fair to say that. Not all areas should be generalized when we see this housing boom or correction come later on. Also be aware that simply accessing data online is not the entire story. This is lag data. So it's probably behind about three to six months, but it's just a good starting tool. You need to understand there are so many different moving pieces to this puzzle. The RBA just can't increase rates because housing prices are out of control and you know, Karen in the comments suggests that, hey, affordability is a concern. I can't buy my own house. So as we go through this process, it's just important to keep note that we need to have our risk management in place, have our emergency funds in place because nobody really knows what the market's gonna do. But for me personally, I'm going out there and if I can get a fixed rate for five years, I'm probably gonna lock it in. However, I do see the potential for rates to come even lower after they try and increase it and realize that that might be a mistake. You can definitely ask the Federal Reserve on how well that worked out a few years ago when they tried to do it in 2018 and what sort of effect that had on the housing market as well as the entire economy. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you have, definitely go check out the numerous other videos. There's definitely plenty here to watch. There's playlists on the channel, so definitely go check that out. And if you're interested in booking a strategy session or if you're interested in more daily content, definitely join the Patreon and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.